Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show on demand from 107.7 RKR. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR. Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frank House. Live from the Climax Solar Studios. How are you, Mark? Good, man. Yeah. Weekend's here. I'm ready for it. Dude, I'm so ready for this weekend. It's going to be a good one. Um, I don't have any plans other than to sit my happy butt down on the couch and watch football. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's going to be pretty chill. Because there's not, I don't think there's any, are there any college football games? Are there any bowl games left? No. We just get, we have the just national the, just championship. Just the natty? When is that? That's that's Monday. Monday, that's yeah. right. I, I hate that. I hate that the national championship is always on a Monday. Right. And I get that you're competing with the NFL, but like, there, there are two Saturday games for the NFL. Yeah. We didn't have a Thursday game. We don't have a Monday game. It really so should like, be Saturday. I don't know why you would compete with the NFL for their audience. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, college football and the NFL need to get together and be like, listen, Let's do the NFL games on Saturday early and then play the Natty Saturday night yeah. or something like that. Because, like, the national championship game on a Monday sucks, man. Because you got to think, like, even even watching the Super Bowl on a Sunday kind of sucks because, like, you have to come in hungover on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Meanball and I might be useless that next day. <laughs> you might be getting best of that day. <laughs> best of us not being... Total trash on the radio. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think all the bowl games are done. All that's left is the natty on Monday. Man, that's wild. Um, but there is some really good football on this weekend. The NFL's got a lot of implications for like playoff spots and stuff. There's a lot of pointless games that are happening. Um, I had to laugh. Um, the AFC South is still up for grabs right now. Jacksonville is in the lead. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I had to get it in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville is leading the AFC South. And, uh... <laughs> or is that the NFC? Whatever division they're in. <laughs> there, there's a chance that the Buccaneers might get into. Not a single team in any of the AFC or NFC South divisions have a winning record. None of them. That's crazy. And and at least one or two of those, one of those teams is going to be getting into the playoffs. <laughs> That is so nuts. At that point, I'm just like, why? Why? Nobody's going to watch a losing record team and the just if, unless they're the Lions, right? Right. But that's the thing is is none of those teams, other than maybe Jacksonville, I can kind of see because they've they've really kind of picked it up in the last few games as well. Not yeah. near as much as the Lions have. They but Trevor Lawrence has kind of really come into his own finally. With yeah. Jacksonville, you know, he finally looks like an NFL quarterback. But that being said, his first year was with Urban Meyer as his coach. And we all know what that was. That was just a nightmare. Yeah. So, you know, I I don't really I don't really care about the Saturday games that much. The implications for Sunday are interesting because now we know that the, the Bills-Bengals game is going to be ruled no contest. Yeah. Which means if the Chiefs win Sunday... They get the first, they get the, the one seed, and it completely knocks the Bills out of the one seed. But I have heard rumors that they might, because of that, to make things a little more fair, yeah, and to potentially give a bye to the Bills still, they may add an eighth playoff spot just for this year because of the mess that canceling that game has caused man that is crazy by the way we're, so, we're we're not downplaying the demar hamlin thing we're we we found out yesterday that he's doing really well he's yeah. awake um he's breathing 50 percent on his own now which is a huge improvement he's talking to family writing things down first thing he wanted to know is if the bills won the game 
Yeah. <laughs> and the doctors were like, he, he was. He said like, who won the game? And he's the, the doctors were like, yes, you, you won. Did. You won the game of life. Yeah. You get to live. That's so, great. So. so the Lions actually have a shot of getting in the playoffs. Yeah. So the original, the 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 plan still, you know, the 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 concrete plan still is that the Rams beat the Seahawks. Okay. Need that. And Need they play that. before the right. Lions. That's the, the 425 yeah. game or whatever. So the, the Seahawks need to lose, and then the Lions need to beat the Packers. Yeah. That's the standing scenario for the Lions to get in the playoffs. If they add this eighth spot, the Seattle game becomes pointless for whether the Lions get in or not. They just have to beat the Packers. So... In that regard, no matter what. So an eighth spot added to the playoffs would actually benefit us. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd have it eliminates, a better ch- it eliminates yeah. the Seattle thing. Yeah, we'd have a better chance of getting in. We just got to lay the smack down on Aaron Rodgers. Either way, Lions beat the Packers. They knock them out of the playoffs. Yeah. You know, so I think that's incentive enough <laughs> for the Lions. It's just to make sure the Packers don't get in. That would be nuts. But like, yeah, either way, like... Seattle loses, then that game Sunday night is win and get in. Mm-hmm. If they add the eighth spot, then no matter no matter what, that game is win or get in for the Lions, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a chat board the other day, and some guy was like, "I, you know, it's probably better if we didn't get into the playoffs." I was like, "Why?" And they were like, "Well, we're just not prepared in our defense and blah blah." I was like, "That's you, you want that playoff experience? You that's haven't nonsense. you haven't had it in five years, like." Yeah. You want that playoff experience for this new group of kids. I was going to say, that's nonsense, too, because we already have a pretty good pick in the draft next year because yeah. of the trade for Stafford. So yep. it's not like we'd be giving up anything. No. It, you're you're gaining experience in the playoffs. You're lighting a fire under these guys, and you're giving them a taste of what they could see in the near future, you know. God forbid the Lions are one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now as far as, like, consistency yeah. is concerned. And scoring, they're still, like, the number two offense, I think, in the league. Like, nobody wants to play the Lions in the playoffs. Nobody. No, man, I'm actually pretty confident about this game. I think they know exactly what's at stake here. And if they announce that eighth spot... It's money. That's huge. It's go time. Are you? Have you ever been this excited for the Lions? No, ever. I've never been, even been this optimistic for the Lions. Yeah, even in 2017 when you had Stafford and you had Megatron, like didn't feel this excitement, right? Nope. It's a big deal. It's awesome. Well, good luck. I'm hoping everything goes well this weekend. Daily Five trivia coming up after seven o'clock. Vinyl and 45 after eight. Mark's got a good one for you today. First beer of the weekend. Going to have our friends from Bells in the studio after nine o'clock. Drink some beer and see what they're up to this weekend. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR Rock Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frankhouse. Live from the Climax Solar Studios. Kind of stoked. Um, my hometown of Rochester is hosting uh, one final go for the winter. Actually, there is a chance, there's still a chance for you if you're listening and you haven't really seen any Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. The biggest Christmas light show in the state is in my hometown. Oh, that's cool. Um, in Rochester, there's over 1.5 million points of light downtown. I think mm-hmm. we talked about this last month. Yeah, you uh, you wanted me to get out there, um, but uh, obviously blizzards and stuff kind of got in yeah. the way of that happening. True. But the lights are going to be up until the 22nd, and okay. then they take them down on the 23rd, and then they won't be back until November. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, every building has its own color scheme. So, like, one building is red, one's green, one's, like, a rainbowy. 
one's straight up blue, and they're all connected because it's a downtown thing. Right, so right. each storefront technically has its own. So it just looks like giant blocks of color. It's amazing. I like it. So while they're doing that, while they have that last weekend, mm-hmm. January 20th and the 21st, they have the Fire and Ice Festival. Okay. Um, what is that? Well, it's basically like a giant... Last, I think last year they did a snow glow. I don't know if they're doing that. But basically, they're going to have ice sculptors. They're sculpting ice figures and sculptures okay. right there in downtown Rochester. Very cool. Um there's also a lot of other stuff as well. <clears throat> right, 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 right. They got uh, like mush dogs. Oh, cool! So you could do like a like a dog race through town. That'd be kind of fun. Well, yeah, they have like a course. Oh. So like they had like a four wheeler, and it was like kind of put in neutral, and then a pack of like ten dogs, <laughs> like like mush dogs, basically. Yeah, that'll take you around the track, which is super fun. They have like a luging kind of thing where you get in like a, a tube and you get luge down. Uh, kind of like sledding, but it's in, in like a luge right, style. Right, right. Do they uh, have do they have the uh, the ice luge shots that you can do? Like you see at the bar, you pour the <laughs> shot of tequila down the ice block. I'm sure they will. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure somebody will make that happen. Uh, maybe you slip a twenty to one of the guys with the giant ice blocks. You can make something happen for you. <laughs> hey man, pour some tequila down that dragon sculpture you're working on. I'll put my mouth on the tail. Right. <laughs> you want to see somebody breathing fire? Toss that fireball down there. Bro. That's where the fire part of the fire and ice comes from. Yeah, exactly. But no, they actually have marshmallow roasting pits. Oh, that's cool. Okay, uh, a coffee and cocoa area. They have like a uh, cornhole. Last year. When yeah. I went to that snow globe thing, yeah. somebody carved out out of ice uh-huh. cornhole. Oh, that's cool. Platforms. Did they pl- like? What did they throw? Was it just normal bean cornhole? Bags. Oh, beanbags. Yeah, because okay. they're like solid ice, and right. it was super cold too, so they weren't melting. Right. So they had cornhole, but with ice block. It was amazing, dude. It You're was gonna like, make the make the bags out of ice. I thought. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a short corn, that, cornhole yeah. game. That, <laughs> you miss it, around, it just goes. Ksh. <laughs> right but yeah it's it's really cool dude some of the sculptures they have there are so impressive uh just what they can do is just beyond me i have no idea how. i saw these. you've got a you got a gallery up on the rocker app of some of the ones these are all from last year right these are from the snow glow last year and did yeah. that dragon isn't dragon's really good i had to know the the ones like the zebra and the the leopard that are on there yeah like you're not using paint or anything like that so to convey like stripes mm-hmm. and spots just by carving it into the ice yeah. is pretty impressive. I think man. it takes a certain technique. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is really cool. I, I, I encourage you to go kind of check out these ice sculptures because that I they look fake. They legitimately they, they, look fake. They were that good. It was crazy. The dragon was like sixteen feet long. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's so, that so blew much my mind. ice. That's so much ice. Yeah, man. It was and, pretty and wild. Effort and time. I would like the closest thing to an ice sculpture I've ever gotten is like stacking three cubes of ice in my drink glass. <laughs> yeah, but if you guys are looking for something to do in a couple of weekends, like it's up there on the Rocker app. I got a link to their event page. They're going to update it with more info. They got fireworks and stuff. Nice. Uh, it's really fun. So if like you're trying to think of something to do with the family, yeah. I know it's like two and a half hours away, but downtown Rochester, that whole area is really nice. Yeah. I mean, I lived there for like 33 years of my life, so I kind of right. have to like it. But it is downtown in Rochester is really cool. This is a lot of fun. So I might have to sculpt kind of fast this year because I was looking at temperatures and they all look like they're going to be above freezing. Right. 
<laughs> if you if you spot the ice cornhole, hit me up and me and Meatball swing over there and bet, play a game. Bet, man, we'll lose. To- it's time to turn up your dials and tune out the traffic because we're playing The Daily Five on The Rocker Morning Show. Testing the mental magnitude of your favorite morning monkeys on the radio. And now, your hosts for The Daily Five, Meatball and Mark Frank House. It is the Daily Five where Mark and I ask each other questions, the other one answers. Today, Mark is answering the questions. I am answering, and I think the win is on the line, but I feel good about it because I got my buddy Steve on the line to help me out. What's up, brother? Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good, man. All right, Steve, you and Meatball got to get three out of the five questions correct. So I want to break this down because we did have an even number of days this week. So here's what needs to happen. If Meatball and you guess three questions right, Meatball wins and he gets the point for the week up two to one for the week. Now, if he does not get three questions right and he only gets two questions right, that means it's going to be up to you, Steve, to resolve it and give us the tiebreaker. And we'll give you some info on that if it happens. If you do, if you do not get at least two correct, mm-hmm. I am going to win for the week because uh, we're counting up the questions this week, which means I will have one more correct <laughs> question and me and Meatball would have only gotten two victories. And Steve, we can't allow Mark to win on it. We can't allow him to <laughs> open the year with a win. That's just, it's unacceptable at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, Steve, you ready? Meatball, you ready? I say let's do this. Get her done. Alright, let's go. Spinning wheel. And this is general. General knowledge. Okay. All right. Zoe Ellis. Her record was the nightmare of our parents come true. She managed to stop electric fans with her tongue and holds the record. How many consecutive times did she do this? Stopping a metal bladed fan with uh, her tongue. Ah, uh, really? 32 times consecutively, 44 consecutively, or 51. Those, those all sound awful. 32, 44, 51. Oh my god. You gotta have a strong tongue, man. And, and, and a small brain. Like, that just sounds ah. awful. That, and the metal blade fans, too, right? Yeah. Oh my god. I wonder if she was just like, listen, I'm good at this. I can set the record in this. That's about all I got. <laughs> I know. What are your thoughts, Steve? Oh man, that's a, kind of a vague question. Um, my guess would be 32, just because she wouldn't have much tongue after a while. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my thought, too, is like, I don't know how much of your tongue you'd have left after trying to stop metal blades with it for a while. Yeah, it's definitely got to be strong. Uh, let's, we got room to wiggle to start with. Let's, let's start low and go 32. Final answer. She stopped it with her tongue. Uh huh. Actually, 32 times. Yeah, all right. Question number one. And there you go. So right Any, now. Anything beyond 32 is just insane. You right. Know? So one more question and you've at least forced the tiebreaker. All right, all right. So nice going, Steve. Way yeah. to stick with your gut on that one. Okay. Question number two is on the topic of animals. Okay. Which of these animals was extinct the earliest by year? Okay. Was it the dodo bird, the Labrador duck, or the Stellar's sea cow? Dodo. Dodo. First recorded extinction. First recorded extinction. I don't know much about the other two animals. Um, 
but I yeah, I, I think Steve's right. I think the it's first recorded. First oh first recorded. Yeah. Well he said it was the first recorded extinction. Oh, okay, okay. This is the earliest by year. By year. So yep. which one went extinct first? Exactly. Gotcha. The dodo bird, the Labrador duck, and the what was the other one? The Stellar's, something sea cow. Stellar's sea cow. <laughs> Stellar's sea cow. Poor guy. Oh man. Um you know, I let's 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 Steve, if you're cool with it, I still feel like sticking with the dodo bird. I'm in. Yeah, let's go with dodo. Meatball, you have forced the tiebreaker. <laughs> you have forced the tiebreaker. Two oh, questions. I, I gotta right. give credit to Steve on that one because that I I genuinely had no idea. <laughs> Man, you guys are off to a great start. You guys may get the victory on this third question, which is in the realm of entertainment. Okay. Mary Shelley wrote her most well-known book, Frankenstein, at what age? Was she 17, 18, or 24 years old? Ooh. I have no idea. Yeah. 17, 18, or 24? Yeah. I feel like if she, if, if, if she had been an author of something so influential at such a younger age, that would have impressed upon us a little more when we were like taking those classes and stuff, right? Like, 24 seems like a reasonable age to maybe put out your first best-selling book type of thing. 17 and 18 seems really young. Um, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to err on the side of caution on the high end, Steve. I'm feeling 24. What do you think? I like it. I agree. Yeah. But it was 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 24 was not no. correct. She was 18 when she wrote that. Isn't that crazy? That's a heck of an accomplishment. Yeah, I think at 18, I was just happy to graduate high school. Right. <laughs> okay, here we go. Spinning the wheel again. Still, Meatball has the tiebreaker. Meatball has the tiebreaker. General knowledge. The third one again. The fourth one. Fourth question. Barcode scanners scan what to detect the item? Is it the white spaces, the black spaces, or both combined? Was it Dave Matthews that did the the space between song? Is that because that for whatever reason that is stuck in my head at the moment? Space <laughs> <Dave> between. <laughs> Why is Dave Matthews? Because you were talking about the 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 white and the black and and, and the space between them, like and that what always comes to my brain. I. Something makes me want to say it's the it's the space between the 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 black bars so the the white bars right because that would reflect light that would reflect it back, right? Well, I know that the black lines vary from barcode to barcode, I right? Think. But then there's but the, that would mean that the white space between them also varies. So they both vary. I yeah, don't know. yeah, yeah. They both I don't know. I don't know how the heck they determine. I, Wait, how do you not know? You asked me the question. No, you have no, the answer no. over saying, there. <laughs> I'm saying, I don't know how they determine what shape to make those. Oh, I got you. I you know, you. I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, scanning the white part makes the most sense, right, Steve? Cause that would, if you're using a little laser and it would reflect back the, the light, right? Well, my guess is that the black would give you the binary code. And the white would be the stop uh, from message to message. Um, Interesting. You, Interesting. That so is... that's that's the both. That's both of them. Then I. You know what? I can't argue with that. Let's go <laughs> with that. Meatball. 
Yeah. You are so close. Oh, no. You had it. Oh. It was the white spaces between the black It ones. was the space between. <laughs> Dang Unbelievable it. how it is once again. Down to the last Come question. Down to the last question. To clarify, now the last one is science. Right. To clarify, Meatball currently has the two-to-one advantage. Uh-huh. If he gets this wrong, I win the point, but that means we come down to an official tiebreaker because we've answered the exact many questions right. If you get it right, Meatball, you take the victory, you take the all-out win. Steve, he needs your help right now. Science, the last answer. The English term for the word salary comes from what word? Is it salad, salt, or simoleon? Simoleon? So what was the second one? Salt what? Salad, salt, simoleon. Salad, salt, simoleon. Uh, what is simoleon? I don't even know what that is. Right, what is that? It is, the definition of it is a dollar. Oh, well that, uh, that makes the most sense then, yeah? Yeah. But maybe it makes too much sense. <laughs> it's Last too question obvious. on the line. Meatball's second guessing everything. He's second guessing life at this point. Trust your gut. Trust my gut. All right, let's go with Simulan for the dollar for the win. If, a- if you're good with it, Steve. I agree. All right, all right. In ancient times, salt was used oh. as currency. Salt was used as currency. The definition for salary comes for salt. So it means for the second time in Daily Five history, Steve, oh my this rides on you. So here's, right. here's how it works out, Steve. Meatball and I are going to write a number down. One, in, in between one and 107. Mm-hmm. You need to think of a number. Don't say it yet. Because we're going to write down our numbers. We're going to write our numbers down. So I got mine written. Mine is good. I'm good to go. Steve, pick a number between 1 and 107 and let us know what it is. 39. 39. Ooh. Meatball, what is your number? My number was 84. 84? You got the win. I put 107. Hey, I got the win. Meatball wins. <laughs> he picks the low end. The tiebreaker decides a daily fight for the week. And Steve, congratulations to you, too. You got a $20 gift certificate to Rocket Comics, bro. I love you guys. Thank you, Steve. Love you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for the win to start the year, man. It feels good. Shaka waka. Station 1077 RKR, Rock Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Live for the Climax Solar Studios. Meatball, before you moved here, mm-hmm. uh, Guy Fieri opened up some ghost kitchens. It's Fieri. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, Guy Fieri. <laughs> Guy uh, Ferrari. You know what? Just for that, I'm going to say your name wrong. Guy Fiero. Guy Fieri. Uh, Guy Fieri's chicken guy. <laughs> He might listen to this at some point and just be like, these guys suck. I'm yeah, not going to these guys. <laughs> uh, I'm can sorry, o- Guy Fieri. I love your Camaro. I could only hope. Uh, he has a restaurant called Chicken Guy that just, oh my gosh, dude. The sandwiches look so freaking good. Yeah. He, uh, before he moved here, he actually opened up in 2020 
four ghost restaurants. Okay. There are four ghost kitchens where it was like a delivery-only menu. Okay. And uh, so that was pretty sweet. That was a big deal. He actually has a chicken guy restaurant that's going to be opening in Livonia. Okay. And, like a couple of months from now. So we might have to take a road trip over there. Uh, if you open up the Rocker app, uh, this article is up there. And it's got the it's got the address if you want to save it. But yeah, this is going to open up in March. And this was started. He they claim it's like one of a kind chicken tenders. And everyone got claims like, to have one of a kind chicken tenders. Well, it's like, I think it's the selection of sauce. I think it's the way they make their tenders. Really, it's just the batter and the way they yeah. brine it. That's all it is, really. Um but there's like tons of different sauces, and yeah, this was started a while ago uh, with him uh-huh. and um, uh, Robert Earl, who's a renowned restaurateur. So this is big news because I don't think we've ever had anything like this open up. I don't, I don't know if Guy Fieri's restaurants have ever opened officially in Michigan. Yeah, I mean, I, it's like you said, he's been here with diners driving to dive, so it's not like he does, right. you know. This place definitely is a good spot for, for a good yeah. restaurant. I don't know how it's possible they made a chicken look like Guy Fieri without frosting the tips of his little thing. Right, that's exactly. That's what's tripping me out. There's a couple things about the logo that's tripping me out. One, how does this, how does this chicken look like Guy Fieri without a bleached goatee and ha. frosted tips in his in his hair or whatever? Right. But also, uh, the ketchup bottle that the the chicken is holding one. Ketchup on chicken strips, not okay with that too. The ketchup bottle is dripping, it's leaking, and that that gives me anxiety. It's the little things. Yeah, because you know, you, it already, it, I mean, you can kind of tell it looks a little crusty on there. Yeah. See, you're not off to a good, you're not off to a good start, guy. Or maybe like, it's barbecue sauce. Oh, that, you know what? That's, that's barbecue sauce color. You know what? Okay. I take it back because here's the thing. You walk into a restaurant and the ketchup bottle is messy. It's an immediate like turnoff. You're just like, yeah, mm, gross. But if I see barbecue sauce all over the place, like literally on the table, floors, still on the silverware and stuff, like I will eat the hell out of that barbecue. Jeez. Not going to lie. That means you're in a good place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They, he opened the four ghost kitchens at uh, Brio Italian Grill in Sterling Heights a couple okay. of years ago. But um, yeah, Livonia may be taking over as a new flavor town, uh, especially since that petition in 2020 that Columbus, Ohio tried to pass to rename themselves Flavortown didn't work out so well for him. Once again, Michigan wins over Ohio. Rocking you into your day with Meatball and Mark. The Rocker Morning Show on 107.7 RKR. Set the needle and crank the knob. It's Mark Frank House, and I've got another crucial addition to your record collection. It's Vinyl and 45 on the rocker. Still going strong at 80 years old, Elvin Bishop is one of the most decorated blues guitarists, having appeared on more than a thousand different recordings. His Raisin Hell live album is a must-have. This live best of collection, called from five performances over almost a year, is highly entertaining, featuring hits like Rock My Soul, Traveling Shoes, and Fooled Around and Fell in Love. This album perfectly captures the band's energy and is one you'll really enjoy. This has been Vinyl and 45 on 107.7 RKR. Vinyl and 45 is powered by Lake Effect. Catch us high on the roof at the grand opening of their flagship West Nidge location on January 20th. 20- 
Kalamazoo's Rock Station, 107.7 RKR, Rock and Morning Show. With me, Paul. And Mark Frank House. Live from the Climax Solar Studios. Um, Mark, a lot of cool things happen in the state of Michigan. Yeah. This one seems a little crappy. Uh, to anybody listening, I hope you have all had your breakfast already. And it is... Um, if you're chewing right now, just swallow really quick. Yeah, just we'll give you a couple seconds here. Just, just either set the fork down or swallow that by. Okay. All right, you have good. enough time. All right. The record for the longest poop was allegedly set in the state of Michigan. Um, allegedly, allegedly, a woman in Michigan in Bloomfield Hills set the Guinness World Record for oh. the longest poop. And she did it publicly. Wow. In a bowling alley. My guess would be she just started at one end of the lane and just, I don't know, walked, scooted. I'm not sure how that works, but there's yeah, some. She imp- must have done it in the bathroom. You can't just take a trash right in the. Oh, she did, but she did it publicly. That's the thing. She did it publicly. So, um, okay. So the website, Hello Tushy, somewhat confirmed this, saying that the longest poop ever recorded was 26 feet long, recorded by a woman, they said Ann Arbor, Mm. in 1995. She apparently worked in conjunction with nutritionists to eat a super fiber-rich diet. So that she could set the record for the largest, longest, single excrement ever recorded. Now. And she's single. <laughs> I would imagine so, yeah. Now that length, 26 feet, <clears throat> it alone is a little bit suspicious because your large and small intestines are only 22 feet long. Yeah. Also, there is no entry in the Guinness Book of World Records for taking poops doesn't exist. The fabrication, right? So I'm going to do. I'm going to do my best. Uh, my best um, beyond belief Jonathan reveal here. Breaks. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan breaks. <laughs> In the case of the Michigan woman's recorded poop, is it truly a feat beyond number two status, or does something about it stink? Turns out, it's a fake. It's a hoax. We made it up. And I'm pretty sure this woman just wanted to poop on the floor of a bowling alley. <laughs> Yo, Mizzou's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Live for the Climax Solar Studios. We've been uh, diving into the Metallica train a little bit because, one, we have, uh, we mentioned this earlier, um, Ultimate Metallica, which plays Saturday nights at midnight with our good friend Chuck. Two hours of Metallica right here on the Rocker. Don't want to miss out on that show, especially if you're out partying, you know, doing yeah. stuff in the middle of the night. Midnight, crank it up, man. Metallica's going to be all there. We've also been mentioning the fact that Metallica is on tour, um, and um, they've got the new album coming out this year, which leads us to what Mark has got for us right now. Yes, the Maximum Metallica M72 experience begins Monday. It's not necessarily the right crowd noise. I think it'd be more. Well, I don't. I don't have that sound effect <laughs> on the on the soundboard. We yet. need to get that because you and a friend, not you, Meatball, sadly, right. oh, you, the it. listener, and a friend are going to fly out to Los Angeles with two tickets in hand uh-huh. to see Metallica's back to back shows on August twenty fifth and Sunday the twenty seventh uh-huh. at SoFi Stadium. Ooh. 
You're going to get put up in an L.A. hotel for four nights, and you're going to be given $500 in spending cash. I love that. So each night of this show is going to feature a completely different set list, including songs from their 11th studio album, which is 72 Seasons, uh-huh. for the maximum Metallica experience. And there's two different opening bands, I believe. Yes. Yeah, they do. Two different opening bands. Night one is uh, Mammoth, which that's um, Wolfie Van Halen. That's Eddie Van Halen's son. And uh, Pantera Reunion is the first night. Yep. And then the second night is two uh, much heavier bands, Ice Nine Kills and Five Finger Death Punch. Going to be opening up the second nights. Yeah, so Uncle Joe Benson is going to drop those code words just after 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. during Cla- uh, Ultimate Classic Rock at 8. So make sure you download the 107.7 RKR app right now. Do it now and have that app ready for Monday because when Uncle Joe Benson drops in and gives you those code words, you enter it right there on the Metallica button for the M72 experience. And it's all courtesy of Black and Records on 107.7 RKR. And if you uh, happen to get that opportunity, I think this is the right, this, this is the right sound effect you'll be making. Kalamazoo's Rock Station, 107.7 RKR Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frankhouse. Live from the Climax Solar Studios. Also, we have a guest in the studio. Why, hello. Thanks for having me. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Our buddy Ryan from Bell's Brewery is here, and we are doing first beer of the weekend. Yes. This is something that, that Mark and I kind of started to do uh, last year. We got busy, and things kind of changed. But now, we actually can solidify now. We got our partnership with our friends over at Bell's, and, and why wouldn't we? You know, you right. guys are like the biggest name in the game in Kalamazoo. Yeah, we're honored to be here. A little was, breakfast beer. Starts dude. off right with the two artists. This is... <laughs> Yeah. So crucial. Yeah, you guys know what you're doing. This is right. right. So uh, the first beer of the weekend, basically what this is going to be is every Friday you guys are going to come in. We're going to crack a couple beers and talk about what the beer is. You know, if you got some specials or some of the staples that you've got, then we'll just see what's going on over at Bell's, right? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, right. I think the best way to kick it off is with the best beer in America. With the best beer in America. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to crack this on the mic. Ryan, are you going to crack one too? Absolutely. All right. All right. Yeah. So let's do a three, two, one crack. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, oh my God. I got excited. I do it. I no, it's it all early. good. Hearing a beer crack at uh, nine thirty in the morning basically is probably the most glorious thing ever. Now for Mark though, he got to hear it earlier because he decided <laughs> to uh, crack a little early. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Mark got into it before everyone else. But this is um, this is actually the second beer I had when I moved to town. The first oh, one wow. I had was an Oberon. Nice. Because uh, I, I oh, had moved right. here like maybe the week after Oberon Day. Okay. Um, and the guy timing. at the, the guy at the bar was like, they just tap these here, have this. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm in the right town. It, it, Oberon Day is an official Michigan holiday now. Yes. So you, yes, you, it is. Quite an orientation into Kalamazoo. That's perfect. And yeah. then the second yeah. beer he served me was a two-hearted. And I was just like, this is this is home. This have is so much. back, yeah. right? Yeah. So talk to me about the two-hearted because, like, I know it is one of the staples. If you yeah. see the Bell's trucks driving around, you see the two-hearted ale on the side of it. Talk to me about this being the staple beer. Yeah, absolutely. So this is our flagship beer in, in my biased opinion. I think it is perfect. It's 100% Centennial Hops. I agree. Right? Centennial Hops is a first ballot Hall of Famer when it comes to craft beer hops. It's fantastic. Right Right in that nose, you get a bunch of that citrus, kind of grapefruit flavor. And it gives to a very nice kind of toasty caramel malt. Mm -hmm. Super well balanced. Great food beer. 
great just kind of hanging out as you said fishing beer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a good it's, it's it's not too heavy but i mean it does pack a little bit of a punch right does, yeah seven percent alcohol yeah, yeah yeah it goes down easy you gotta gotta be careful mm. but oh i've learned that lesson a few times <laughs> see, I'm, see i'm weird and i do the hard pour so that you get the foam and i just snack on it for a minute oh, so i can get the flavor the foam. that's <laughs> genius so, <laughs> I, I'm stealing that one. We're taking that to the bar. Snack yeah, just snack, on the snack on that foam for a bit. Mark, it's like Mark, an appetizer. Mark pours the beer latte, so it has the <laughs> <Yeah>. beer latte. <laughs> Froth it up. I'm gonna, a beer barista. I'm going <laughs> to walk in. I'm going to see snack on the foam IPA. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. Uh, that's brilliant. Yeah, you should you should market for us. That's there good. We go. I, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, obviously, you guys have a lot of great beers over there, but you've got some other stuff going on, too. Um, yeah, yeah. Down at the cafe, there's there's always something happening. So we've got concerts just about every week. We do about uh, 100 concerts every mm-hmm. year. Wow. Uh, and some pretty decent names coming yeah, through, too. Yeah, big acts. Absolutely. Yeah, last mm-hmm. year we had Matt and Kim. Yeah. That was just a giant party in that beer garden. Yeah. That was fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know, a bunch of other big names. Uh, we've also got a full food menu, but mm-hmm. always have over 20 beers on tap. So you True. can get your, you can get your flagships like Two Arted, but got a lot of stuff that you're only going to get downtown. Some right, very right. unique beers that you're not going to find elsewhere. And yeah, always I, a good time. I love the food. Uh, me moving up here, I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of like the, the Michigan foods and the, the northern U.S. and southern Canadian foods. You guys have nice. poutine on the menu. We do have poutine. Wow, was, you do know the menu. I dude, love it. I was yeah. so excited when I saw poutine. I was like, if I'm going to Bell's, I'm going to have their beer and I'm having their poutine. I was just like, that oh, is, bad, That man. is a perfect pairing. Yes. Yeah, a little appetizer yeah. of foam and appetizer of poutine. And then about yeah. a, and then about a four-hour nap afterwards. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. The, the poutine is heavy. Yeah. I would also say, I think we've got the best smash burgers in the state. Yes. I'm going to put oh it out gosh, there. Yeah. Throw down the gauntlet. I think we've got the best smash burgers in Michigan. All right. Well, once uh, once I get a cheat day here, <laughs> two and a half weeks. Yeah, something like that. That will be one of my first meals. There you go. Yeah, ne- sure. ne- Next time I can bring burgers. Do some, you Ooh, know, dude. some breakfast burgers and breakfast, breakfast beers. Breakfast burgers and beer? Right. Oh. Listen, guys, it's my job. <laughs> we do this for you. <laughs> I didn't want to do this. Now, the other thing, too, is you guys have you have the shop open, too. Yes. Um, you know, you got some, some merch you can put out there. Something I need to do because, I don't know if you noticed, I'm wearing an old brewery hat from, from where I was oh, from. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of need to get a more local, little more localized. Wow, so you're, yeah, you're getting burgers, hats, and beer out of us. I like <laughs> it. Yeah, that's perfect. We can do that. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got, just as you said, we got a bunch of cool merch at the general store. We've also, as yeah. I mentioned, a bunch of beers you're not going to find elsewhere. Exactly. Yeah. That's, a, that's a cool thing about Bell's, actually. That was one of my first introductions. I think it was like 2015 was the first time I had Two Hearted, and I'd never heard of it. And then when I moved here in 2017, my brother actually graduated from Western uh, in the early 2000s. And he was like, you got to get their Hop Slam. That's yes. like, when it, he's like, when they when they brew that, get it immediately. Um and get me a four pack, because uh, <laughs> yep. he lives in Traverse City now, so he does. Uh, it's not readily available. And then the Oberon, that was another one too, yeah. where I was like, "Man, this is a big deal for a beer." I, I just never experienced a community like that that yeah. was so focused yeah, around whole, craft beer. Whole town comes alive on Oberon Day. It's a, it's a beautiful sight. It feels like Michigan is welcoming summer and spring every time <laughs> you you crack your first Oberon. I love right. it. Right? I love it. Well, first beer of the weekend. This is something we're going to be doing every Friday on the Rocker. We're going to have our friends from Bells in. Are Ryan, are you coming in every week? Or who, are I we- mean, if there are burgers and beer, I might be back. Yeah, <laughs> right? I'll bring you a hat. It sounds like I owe you a hat and a burger. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I ought to come back. Well, you guys want to also share the love with our audience as well. Yes, yes, so, yes. so you are giving away a gift certificate today, right? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. So, and that's good for anything at Bell's. Uh, obviously, the uh, the store, they got a lot of merch. Yep. 
Yeah. So anything with the Bell's logo on it, you can get it. How much is that gift certificate? Is it 40 bucks? 40 yeah, bucks. 40 Whoa. bucks. Yeah, get you some burgers and beer. All Absolutely. Right. That's, that's a lot of poutine. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure is. Call at number seven right now, 978-1077. 978-1077. Call at number seven. You're going to get a $40 gift certificate to Bell's Brewery, Bell's Eccentric Cafe. Man, thanks so much for starting this, dude. I'm so excited that we have yeah. finally joined forces. This feels right. This feels yes. right. Yeah, I'm it very feels, happy to be here. Thank, it feels thanks for good. having us. Now, Mark, this is where you would crank your beer so we can go out on a sound effect. But, um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, all we get is the sound of us drinking beer, which is definitely preferable for us. At least. <laughs> here it goes. Down into my belly. <laughs> Cheers to the good. first beer of the weekend from Cheers. Bells. Thank you guys so much for popping by. Yeah, thanks for having us. Cheers.